You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. NFL is slowly getting into minicamp, then will be shut down for a little bit as we wait for training camp and an actual preseason to come here in the NFL. We have to, however, look at where the rankings are now. We've been doing that here for seven shows. we got one more here to break down the top 200. We're using... The Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus Half-Point PPR Rankings to look at the overall players across position. So today we're going to tackle 176 to 200. Uh, things are changing, we know that. So just uh, trying to get our uh, finger on the pulse of what the industry is thinking on these players uh, in relation to the others, where you should be targeting them. So when you look at uh, round... 16 and 17, that's around the end of the top 200 there. 12-team leagues, that's how you're drafting mostly. So we're doing that, uh, getting through the top 200 there for sure for you. And if you still use kickers, we'll introduce some of those here in the, the final look at the rankings here. So 176 to 200. If you missed any of the previous uh, shows looking at the overall 200, we started at number one and counted our way down here. So... Check those out. We also did team-by-team team looks there at uh, how players are ranked at specific positions here. So all in the archives. Before we dive into the final look at the top 200 rankings at this point in the offseason, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight of every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let us dive in, shall we, to the rest of these rankings here. And a little bit of a change-up that happened, but we'll go with the ones uh, that were there. So 176, we have the appearance of our first kicker. He is Justin Tucker. Still, after all these years, the most reliable leg. Uh, you can trust him not to miss the long field goals, get good volume, and also drive home the extra points pretty consistently and a high-scoring offense there with the Ravens. So if you're still using kickers in your league, Justin Tucker still is the class because, again, if you're doing that, the two things you want to look at, is he getting a lot of opportunities? Is he making those opportunities? And then... The third part of that is how many long opportunities are those 50-yard-plus field goals that are going to get you bonuses in some leagues. So assess your scoring. If you still use kickers there, try to maximize the guys that are going to get the most opportunities. So you're looking at more than 30 attempts for sure, and you want someone who can hit 27, if possible, a 90% clip somewhere there. So, yeah, that's how you break down kickers. Again, I totally agree with not taking a kicker until the last round of your draft. I don't care where you're picking, but if you're going to pick a kicker first at any point, whether it be the penultimate round or the last round of a 17-team or 17-round 12-team edition, you look at Justin Tucker above everyone else. The Indianapolis Colts come up as a defense that uh, we're looking at carefully here. So a lot of defense run. We started it in the previous uh, 
show there when we got to 150 beyond that we looked at the Steelers and Ravens and Rams they were in the cut here now you have the Colts at number four among defense special teams again the Colts I see it they have a lot of playmakers there especially in the front seven DeForest Buckner disrupting things pretty active linebackers led by Darius Leonard so they make a lot of plays I, I think it's a little ambitious I don't know if their secondary is going to deliver as much but they're a solid defense. Again, this tells you you shouldn't reach too much for defense here in uh, 2021. There's always going to be some surprises and twists and turns here. Now, one defense that's being underrated, and this is the next team and entity on the list at the 178, is your San Francisco 49ers. And again, Nick Bosa comes back. You got a lot of uh, people up front. The, the secondary is a little bit different. Maybe Richard Sherman still comes back here. But still plenty of guys on the back end to make plays. you got active linebackers, Fred Warner, there to make a lot of plays uh, leading the way. So you at the 49ers, they lost Robert Sala. That's going to hurt his play calling there a little bit. But Bosa's return is going to set up everyone nicely here. So if I was debating between the Colts and the 49ers, Buckner's new team versus Buckner's old team, they have Javon Kinlaw in the middle of Buckner's old spot. I go with the 49ers having a big rebound defensively here. In 2021 the next guy on the list is pretty intriguing he is Justin Fields so no Andy Dalton here first it is Justin Fields so that tells you everyone in the industry is expecting Justin Fields to win the Bears job here so yeah they said it's open Andy Dalton is the QB one or whatever but I really think Justin Fields is gonna be out there in week one I just think you look at what the Bears need. They traded up to get this guy. They want to get it rolling here. They don't want some bridge quarterback here. He's at 354, by the way, Andy Dalton. So almost half of where uh, Andy Dalton is ranked, Justin Fields is ranked, and he, he comes in as a QB2. So there's that much confidence that Fields is going to win this job for Chicago. And Fields, again, has massive upside if he wins it because we know the running baseline is pretty big for rookies. That's a big part of their game, scoring touchdowns. If there's like 600 to 700 yards available, six to seven touchdowns, you throw in uh, 20 to 25 passing touchdowns, all of a sudden you have a pretty nice fantasy football quarterback here. So Justin Fields, again, very productive at Ohio State. You look at the numbers here, so everyone is expecting Fields to outplay uh, and uh, win the battle over Dalton and the Bears being open to that idea here in the camp in preseason. The next guy, number 180, is uh, Young Hei Ku, the kicker from the Falcons. So he is special, we know that. He's got range, kicks indoors most of the time, kicks in good weather most of the time. So not only do you have all those games in Atlanta, but you have a game in New Orleans, you also have games in Tampa and Carolina. So pretty good weather there. And if you uh, account for that, that's 11 of the games right there. And it, Young Hei Ku is kicking in a very favorable environment he's got a big leg he's very accurate they love him down there and this is a pretty good offense you figure it's going to fire up even if it's not julio jones based anymore you still have matt ryan kyle pitts calvin Ridley, offensive-minded head coach there in uh, arthur smith so young Haku, again kind of the new modern version of tucker still kind of trying to be at that same consistent level but certainly one of the better kickers in the game right now that we're tracking at number 181 is a Jeff Wilson Jr. So a little bit of speculation here. 
We're looking at uh, Raheem Mostert there as a borderline RB2. We're looking at RB3 with upside there, Trey Sermon. And now Jeff Wilson comes in as, sneaks in as an RB5. So we're not sure exactly how this is going to play out for the 49ers and their backfield. Wilson also had a share of injuries along with Mustert last year. So it's really uh, hard uh, to kind of gauge where this is going. So again, you want to have as much uh, speculation as possible with this and with the 49ers the biggest reason why you want some pieces is you know that it's going to be a spectacular running game no matter who it is so so you want a piece and we know all those had all those backs that were healthy last year for the 49ers had value so you'd say sermon has that type of value sermon just has way more upside than wilson and uh, more young uh, durability less of those concerns with the young legs there in trey sermon that has a lot more appeal there earlier in draft number 182 on the list is Emmanuel Sanders he's wide receiver 70 so we're almost closed with wide receiver sixes in terms of 12 team leagues yeah I'm not sure Sanders is going to have a big role we talked about Gabriel Davis being ranked ahead of Sanders I think Cole Beasley is way over ranked ahead of both of them here with John Brown gone again we'll see if the Zach Ertz situation changes Zach Ertz was ranked a few spots higher he could be traded to the Bills here so that would obviously bring down Sanders' value even more. Yeah, he, he's been all right, but flashed a little bit with the Saints, but not exactly what we expected to be valuable opposite Michael Thomas last year, even with Thomas uh, missing most of the year. So disappointing for Sanders. I think it's near the end of the line for here. The last uh, player we'll talk about in this segment is not a player, but it's a team. Well, it's really Chase Young, but it's the Washington football team. They come in at 183 Defense special team six. This is a team that's really appealing. They got Chase Young. They got Montez Sweat. They got a lot of active players in the secondary. I think they improved there as well. So this is a team that could easily, and I'll call it here. This is a good finish to our first segment here. That the Washington football team could easily be the number one defense special teams in fantasy. I'm going to say it right here. This is why you should reach and take one early that round 13 to 15 range no don't do the defense there's going to be defense flying under the radar washington just has too much the pass rush the interception ability ron rivera jack del rio a lot of good profile here for this washington football team to be special i think their offense is going to be better which also helps to that end here for them so yeah defense special team six right smack dab in the middle they might be the best value on the board at 183 All right, we'll uh, get through uh, several more players in our next segment. We're going to end at number 200. Don't worry. We will get to the line here, the finish line of this uh, series. We've uh, gone eight episodes in, but it's a lot of fun. You're taking time to break this down. You know what's also a lot of fun? Saving you a lot of money. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the cameraman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to Rocket.com at home in your pocket. Rocket.com gives you a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and most important prices you prefer. You can save big time money at Rocket.com where you can find everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps and motor oil and even new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or you're a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door. Best of all, as I mentioned, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? 
to go save on your auto parts, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear Best box and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. You can find them at rockauto.com. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action Bet Online. While we're waiting for the NFL, it's a good game to get into here as we look at futures and odds and all those type of props here for the NFL. But baseball is going to keep us busy all throughout the summer. Get all the latest news and odds and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL. Those things are in their playoff stages now. So exciting action there in hoops and hockey and all your UFC MMA action as well. Before the next pitch, tip-off. Puck drop, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams continue their runs to the playoffs, uh, NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals. It's just getting hotter there on the hardwood and the ice. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let us continue the show here. Uh, 184 on the list is our third kicker, Harrison Butker. Yeah, he's pretty solid. You put him in, if you're still using kickers in your league, you go there. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of Tucker and Koo a little bit higher because they have a little bit more range. But Butker plays in the highest scoring offense that isn't Green Bay or Buffalo and that you can trust as a kicker. So, you look at... The Chiefs, uh, they're a scoring machine. Butker's as consistent as they come. So, yeah, he is, uh, yeah, I would consider him right there in the top tier of kickers with uh, Tucker and Koo. Then there's a bit of a drop-off after there if you're looking specifically there. But if you're using kickers in league, you can't make them afterthoughts. They are guys that you have to weigh and say, look, they have to be someone we're going to trust here in our lineups uh, week in and week out. And if you can get a set-and-forget a kicker, you're in good shape there. 185 is Josh Reynolds, wide receiver 71. So we're about to finish up the wide receiver sixes on the board. Reynolds for now, if there's no Julio Jones trade to the Titans to uh, join A.J. Brown, he's technically your number two receiver. They have a lot of vacated targets between uh, Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis and Jonah Smith leaving. Josh Reynolds is a pretty good receiver. We've seen him. He's kind of underachieved a little bit when having the opportunity with the Rams, but certainly... A chance here for Josh Reynolds to uh, get it going. Best opportunity you can ask for if he stays is the number two receiver opposite Brown here for Ryan Tannehill. So certainly something to watch for. And again, a lot of vacated targets. We know it's not a big high volume passing team. They want to run with Derrick Henry instead of the big plays downfield. But certainly there was some value with Corey Davis on the outside as a wide receiver three for most weeks. So Josh Reynolds, as the situation stands, with no Julio there. Reynolds has a lot of appeal here as one of those flyers deep in the draft. Another guy with upside you could look at, he closes the wide receiver six. This is according to Fantasy Pros and the experts in the consensus half-point PPR rankings. Elijah Moore, not a bad stash. We have to see what happens. Do they still move on from Jameson Crowder? Does Keelan Cole step into a lesser role? Does he have more of a return role on this team? Then you'll feel a little bit better about Elijah Moore. But you still have suddenly more mouths to feed here. Corey Davis, speaking of Corey Davis, going to the Jets. 
there and Denzel Mims and we'll see again. Crowder and Cole would make it really hard for Moore to produce, but if they change the rules for those guys, then Moore would have a bigger chance here with the Jets. But he's a second-round pick. They might bring him along slowly, use him as more of a cog here, something to watch. So Reynolds might have some usage now there if the situation stays the same. If the situation stays the same, Moore has a lesser value there at 186. All right, the next team ranked here at defense special teams comes in at 187. That is the New England Patriots. I really like the Patriots defense. They add Matthew Judon. More moving parts here, but their secondary still makes a lot of plays here. They have uh, decent uh, scheming and decent uh, playmaking ability here with the Patriots, as usual with Bill Belichick. They have to be a running and defense-oriented team. So you look at uh, the Patriots, not a bad value either this late, but really the concern is going to be the offense. Do they have enough support there? Do you trust them where that defense and position tee off, where I feel a little bit more confident with the defense we talked about right before them in the Washington football team. At 188 on the list, so almost there at the close of 200, Anthony Ferkser comes in as a tight end three, and I think this is just shocking to me. I think people are off him on the industry hard, but he has to have a bigger role. There's no Jonah Smith. They like throwing to the tight end. They're staying with a similar type of offense, even though they moved to Arthur Smith. He's a Harvard graduate, so he's a smart player, and he is very productive when he gets a chance, so... He is uh, really hard to ignore here. I mean, 39 catches, 387, and 1 for Ferkser. So certainly they like him. They didn't really go out and try to sign a replacement for what they had in Jonah Smith. So Ferkser could have a bigger role. But to take him as a tight end 3, the top of the tight end 3, is when he's pretty much replacing a starter that you looked at as a tight end 1 last year. It's hard to say that, so we'll watch Ferkser very carefully. I would not be surprised if he jumps up quickly from 188 as the industry starts examining that Tennessee situation more, assuming Julio Jones doesn't go there to uh, flank Adrian Brown. 189 is Salvin Ahmed of the Dolphins, and pretty much he's your Miles Gaskin top option here as your handcuff. Ahmed was very productive when he got the option to... Uh, Play there behind Gaskin. Gaskin was banged up for much of the season. So good schedule for the Dolphins running-wise. So if you get Gaskin early, this is a pretty relatively cheap handcuff that you can stash later at this spot in Ahmed, another young back they like. And he's RB59, so almost done here with the RB5s on the list in 12-team leagues. The next guy that we look at is Hayden Hurst. And I don't know why he's ranked at all. Like, this just seems bizarre. 190. They've already admitted they're fading on Hayden Hurst. Uh, they're with Kyle Pitts in the mix. They're not necessarily a two-tight end team. They're with it Atlanta. They might change things up a little bit and use Hurst a little bit more, but I just don't see it. They also have uh, some youth at tight end behind Hurst. They're not going to keep him beyond next year. He's basically an inline blocker for them at this point, the former Raven. So it could be the end of the line here for Hayden Hurst in terms of having any real value with uh, Pitts there. So not interested at all. If something were to happen to Pitts, they have to use Hurts more. Hurts more, that's fine. But Pitts is going to dominate here as a receiver. There's no reason to deploy Hurts too much in that capacity. So, yeah, I know he's a tight end three, but still not interested. And I can do something a little bit better with the upside. Remember I talked about the Washington football team as a strong candidate to finish as the defense special teams one, where the defense special teams eight ranked at 191 overall. 
certainly has that opportunity. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers, uh, we know what they did in the Super Bowl, and they have everything. On every level, their secondaries come together, they're loaded. You got the linebackers make a ton of plays. You got the edge rushers there that make a ton of plays. And uh, your front is pretty good. They stop the run, they can tee off, they're going to score a lot of points, play with a lead. So the Buccaneers certainly have a lot of appeal in that Washington range that Tampa Bay and Washington, my two sleepers to finish as the defense special teams won in 2021. At 192, this is not a bad upside player as we sneak in to the wide receiver sevens now. 73 on the board. Rondell Moore. So we had Elijah Moore there, the rookie for the Jets. A few picks earlier that we talked about at 186. 192, Rondell Moore. He's with the Cardinals. First round pick there. He's a special player. We like what he can do. But uh, I don't know. Is there too many mounts to feed? And let's... Actually, bring in, let's bring in number 193 here, and because it's related. It's A.J. Green, and this just tells you we're not sure of the roles of the complementary receiver. We saw Christian Kirk ranked way higher, but if Moore and Green are in the mix, there are new receivers there to help Kyler Murray complement DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to question a lot of things there. So looking at uh, Moore and Green, I mean, rank back-to-back, wide receiver 73, wide receiver 74, 192, 193. Again, Green should be more relatively involved here. They did give him a pretty chunk of a contract. I think you look at the diminutive dashers on this team between Christian Kirk and Rondo Moore and Andy Isabella. Well, Green gives them a little bit something different, that veteran presence that they can put in opposite uh, Hopkins. I still see this team being very run-oriented with what they do in the backfield and Kyler Murray, and they want to go that way. They'll be limited, but they'll spread the ball around a little bit to when it's not in Hopkins' hands. So it's really hard to assess here. A lot extra targets there, and not much vacated there except for Larry Fitzgerald, who's on the fence about retiring. But you would imagine he goes that way, and there's not much there that you look at with the Cardinals in the way that they have to make up in his lost production here, potentially in 2021. All right, that's all the way through 193 here. So we still have uh, seven more uh, players and uh, defenses, uh, including them, to talk about as we round out our top 200. We might look a little beyond that to just tell you some of the names that are out there that uh, may pop into the top 200 in here in the new future in the offseason. But first, I've got to tell you about Bilt Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. I love Bilt Bar, and it doesn't matter what flavor I'm going to enjoy it, but... Uh, they have some amazing flavors. Peanut butter, brownie, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Then you get all these covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They have nine core delicious flavors, and those are just uh, four of them. You also have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, so fruit, nut, uh, whatever you like, uh, just plain chocolate. They've got it all for you at Built Bar, and they're all delicious, and they're going to power you through the day. It's a protein bar that tastes like a dessert. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, my advice would be getting a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine original flavors. Watch out for their special flavors and the styles of Built Bar that are always bringing out specials there that you have to check out. The only way you can get in on it is uh, go to BuiltBar.com. Not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting out there among protein bars, they're also healthy for you too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams sugar, only 4 grams net carbs. Some bump it up to 18 grams protein, but keep it at 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. All tasty, all healthy flavors, not amazing there. Order today and get your mix box, or if you want to put in all mint brownies, you can do that too at uh, 
BuiltBar.com. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back here to close the show and our look at the top 200 half-point PPR consensus expert rankings at Fantasy Pros. All right, time to close the series up. So it's been a good run here. We've been able to go in-depth, think about these players across positions, seeing where the industry is ranked, why these players are ranked. So good stuff. If you missed any of it, go check out the archives. It's over the course of these eight shows for you to... Don't forget our next show here, probably wrap up our week here as we uh, go a little bit shorter in June, but still packed with information. We're going to do a mock draft, and uh, we're going to start with the top 12 picks, but how we're going to do it a little bit differently, we're going to give you the advice. So we'll break it down into kind of uh, 12 commandments there, looking at each pick, but also give you a bit of advice there on uh, how you want to approach the first round of mock draft. So it's the most important round you think, but it's also very key to get off to a, a good start in your fantasy football drafts and a few early strategies based on the values and where things are trending here in 2021. So that'll be fun. We'll go through there. The same type of situation. We'll go round by round there and look at uh, the analysis you need to know. But round one, we'll give it its own show there on our next episode. On this episode, let's... Close up here, 194 on the list is the New Orleans Saints. They're the defense special teams. Nine, this is a team I'm off. They lost Trey Hendrickson. They lost Janoris Jenkins. They don't have enough playmakers back there. The Saints offense is not going to be as prolific or efficient as we've seen with either James Winston or Taysom Hill taking over. So, yeah, the Saints are off the radar here. I think it's a bit of an overrating. And, again, this is what I see with defense special teams. We talked about the Ravens. A lot of it's reputation. What have they done for me lately? What do I feel comfortable with? What do I like on paper? But things change dramatically from year to year because it's defense is not just based on defense personnel. It's based on scheming, who's there, and just a little bit with the offense and how complimentary they can be as a force to that group. So, again, the Saints, everything is pointing down for them, and I don't see them as a defense special team starter here, especially not in the top 12 here for 2021. Our fourth kicker, kind of creating the next tier, so to speak, is Greg Zerline. Yeah, Greg the Leg. I mean, you have a prolific offense there in Dallas. You have a very favorable situation kicking. It's not so favorable when it's in Philadelphia, Washington, or New Jersey there kicking in the division on the road. But Zerline, Greg the Leg, still has the leg, still has a prolific offense to help him and can be very productive there. And I think he'll have a big rebound season as the Cowboys offense looks legit again and puts up a lot of points with Dak Prescott. At 196 is Russell Gage. He's wide receiver 75 on the list. Not buying a lot with Russell Gage, but if they move Julio Jones, you figure Russell Gage is going to have to pick up a lot of the vacated targets as Kyle Pitts gets elevated over Hayden Hurst. Calvin Ridley is going to need a running buddy, so Russell Gage will watch. He easily could boo up several spots here if Julio ends up in another uniform sometime in the near future. At 197 is Benny Snell. He's your RB60, so he closes out your RB5s here. 197 overall. I guess he's the best handcuff for now, but you do have Anthony McFarland there behind Najee Harris that we're going to look for. But Benny Snell seems like the most reliable guy that they would maybe plug and play should something happen to the first-round pick Najee Harris from Alabama. 198, closing the QB2s, is Derek Carr. 
there of the Raiders, and Derek Carr's a hard one because you see on paper he's pretty efficient, he's got some decent weapons, but then look at the touchdowns are not there. He's not going to give you anything running wise. So just a guy, I'm not too interested in him as a backup quarterback. I'd rather go with a young upside guy like a Justin Fields or even a stash of Trey Lance who could be starting sometime in the middle of the season. At 199 is Marquez, Valdez, Skentling. And we talked about uh, Alan Lazard a little bit earlier. So he's about 25 spots earlier, or a little bit more than that, with uh, his ranking. So Marquez, Valdez, Skentling, wide receiver 76. Again, not seeing a lot. You have Amari Rodgers to add uh, some to the mix here. Basically, it's the Devontae Adams, Robert Tunyon show in the red zone. Everywhere else looking for some big plays. Valdez Gantling, boomer bust type player. He can go two catches for 75 and a touchdown, or he can go zero in the, all across the board, or you could have like two for 30 and not much for Valdez Gantling. So tough guy to analyze there in a kind of a streaming type of situation, but I, I don't see much upside here with him versus Lazard at this point. Kenneth Gainwell does have some, uh, definitely some appeal here. Behind Miles Sanders, the rookie from Memphis with the Eagles. Miles Sanders' new coaching staff has to adjust that. He's the RB6 on the board. So we get an RB6 here that you look at. So the committee approach, you got Boston Scott in there as well. So we'll see. But Gainwell really could uh, impress to get some work here behind uh, Miles Sanders. So certainly that's what we're going to be looking at here, how that Eagles uh, backfield develops under Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Now, as you imagine, beyond that, we have a lot of kickers as we go off script and well beyond the 200. But some names that stand out, Adam Troutman is tight end 27. He's going to have a big role there for the Saints. I think he's a little bit undervalued at 202. Sammy Watkins did have good production with Greg Roman. He's at 207. Sam Darnold has a lot of weapons for the Panthers and his new team. He should be more in the QB2 conversation. He's at 208. Jameis Winston at 213 can certainly uh, outplay that when you look at his potential to start there. So we'll see how it plays out between him and Taysom Hill. But the industry is feeling that Winston is going to win the job and Taysom keeps his kind of versatile role. At 215, the LA Chargers, Brandon Staley, their defense special teams too, number 13 on the list. But I think Staley is going to have a very positive impact and Joey Bosa and the rest of that front, and they are going to be very productive. Deshaun Watson at 216, just basically a holding pattern to see what happens with him. I go down a little bit more. It's Amon Ross St. Brown, 221, the slot receiver rookie for the Lions. He's a wide receiver 80, so not a bad value there. If you're looking there, if you're looking for a handcuff, a 226, Damian Williams there, potentially behind uh, David Montgomery. Tyreek Cohen's still there, but Williams has more of Montgomery's overall skill set. O.J. Howard at 231, your tight end 29. We're watching him. Cam Newton, if he starts at 233, pretty good value there. Boston Scott, 237. Again, Gainwell versus Scott is going to be something interesting to watch in the battle to be the handcuff uh, to one uh, Miles Sanders. 242, carry on Johnson related to that. So some interesting guys down the list. I think I would pretty much... Don't, won't dig too much deeper than that. One guy I think we're going to watch for is Zach Wilson, 247, right along with Trey Lance, 252. They could really shoot up the boards here. Wilson, definitely going to start. I think if you're a starting quarterback with some decent weapons, you shouldn't be a QB3 the way that Zach Wilson is. So we'll see Wilson versus uh, Darnold, who ends up to have a little bit more value. 
Trey Lance at 252, if he starts or it looks like they're going to give him a chance to start, that's going to be a big bump up for the 49ers rookie quarterback. Great schedule, great weapons, all that, and his own running ability. So we'll watch that. Justin Fields, we saw, we talked about he was in the 170s. Trey Lance would go above him if he would start. All right, there's your look at the top 200 now. We finished it up. We got there, and we got... You're a little bit beyond the top 200 for some guys on the watch list here as uh, the rankings get a little bit more definitive, uh, closer to the preseason. And uh, we'll check back in. Don't worry. We will check back in in August to see how things are going with these rankings. And uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot of uh, notable changes here. So we wanted to see where we were there in June with these rankings as we went from May to June looking at this post-draft. So hopefully that gives you a comprehensive look there. And again, don't forget, we will have our mock draft in-depth analysis uh, starting there tomorrow. So we'll we'll take the uh, picks 1 through 12, but also a little bit of a 12 commandments type of deal here to uh, help you kick off a draft. And then uh, we'll continue talking uh, mock draft to get through uh, all the round strategies here as we go along on Locked On Fantasy Football. Before uh, we say goodbye, we have to tell you, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Same thing here with uh, Locked On Fantasy Football for LOFF. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.